be. Everybody in the VIP, put your hands in the air, cause Alan's here, yeah. Everybody in the VIP, put your hands in the air, cause Fat Joe's here, that's me, hey. <laughs> that's the opening. That was pretty good. That was great. No, no, no. Our recording angle from. Is it, is it on? Is it, yeah, we, it's on. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Welcome back to Backstage Cinema, the best destination for all things movies, movie making, and more. I'm your host, Jaden. And I'm your other host, Ike. And uh, let me see. 20 episodes ago now, we had Samuel Gage on, and now you're back. 20 episodes ago? Pretty you much. You got to hold that mic closer, you boy. You got to kiss that right, mic. Sorry, make out with that's it. That's my bad. You guys yeah. are uh, pumping them out. Dude, that we it's have been. Hey! hey! Okay, yeah. That's why I'm glad to be on this show. <laughs> Welcome back to Gotham Freaks, boys and girls. Backstage benefits. Back. Oh, I like it. Backstage Whoa. benefits is our new name. Yo. Okay. Anyway, um, before we get into this episode, obviously a lot has happened this week. We are going to have a 6.9 second uh, moment of silence for the Queen of England. To all of our Brits out there, we we do we love them? Um, the Brits. Love is a strong word. That is a tolerate, strong word. We tolerate you. Tolerance works. Except, we respect. Ex- except you, Leo. I, I love you. I know you're Irish, but you know, you act like you belong. All right, six point nine seconds starting now. <laughs> that was the sounds of the Queen. <laughs> oh no! No 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 no! Hold on. All right, here, here we okay. go. Jaden, give us your best impression of the Queen. <laughs> this is my impression of the Queen. The first time he did that, I didn't get the joke at first. I was like, "Wait, what are you so dumb? What, what you is doing? this?" <laughs> oh, yeah. now you understand. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, as you all know, if you've uh, watched the previous episode with Gage, you are Nicholas Cage's like cousin, right? Mm-hmm. How's How's Nicky Boy doing? How's he holding? I up? I haven't seen him in a while. He's been I don't know. I think he's into something kind of nasty right now. His no red one, hair. Women. Yeah, no one's ever dead. <laughs> oh my God. Men. Yeah, he started. Dogs. What is he? What is he into now? He's into women. These he used days. to be into movies, but like yeah. now he's like having relationships with people. What's that about? I know it's really it's crazy, man. Crazy yeah. stuff. So we're trying to get him out of that. But it's, the things not. Hollywood does to you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last time, jokes aside, we had you for the Nicolas Cage episode. We were planning on visiting you during the summer, but um, mm-hmm. craziness happened. Things yeah. happened. Yeah. So he's back. He's better than ever. Um, mm-hmm. There off camera, there is a gun pointed at his head. Um, so if by any chance you hear a bang bang go off, it was not Ike or no, myself. Nope, we are and right here. We're just the ones calling the shots. Yeah. And if this episode suddenly airs, but there's no like video, that means bad things happened. Like really yeah. bad things happened. Yeah, that's true. Um. Anyway, though. Um, Continuing. So, a beloved series um, that rhymes with the Lord of the Beans, a Veggie Tales classic known as Lord of the Rings, mm. um, has a show on Amazon. And that is what we're reviewing. We're reviewing episode one and two as of the date that we're recording. Episode three is out. I'm the only one who watched it. So maybe at the end I'll give like very minimum minimal thoughts. Mm-hmm. So before we obviously fun. hop into the show, um, I'd ask if you want to talk a little bit about yourself. But if you haven't, if you don't know anything about Gage, just go back and listen to our episode. Yeah, I don't want to give the spiel again. Yeah. Plus, I think we talked over each other pretty much the whole time. People were a little annoyed. <laughs> really? <laughs> which I, yeah. Which I think is hilarious. But we had a lot to say. We had all a lot of us, to say and but, not enough time. 
Yeah. But yeah, I guess let's let's break break this down because I know we had this conversation the other day, but now all three of us can. What are our relations to the Lord of the Rings universe, and what were our thoughts going into the show? Ike, we'll start with you. Relations to the Lord of the Rings universe start with the story that I've told many times, so I'm not going to tell it again. But basically, I grew up watching Lord of the Rings since a very young age because of traditions. If you want to know what the tradition is, go ahead and listen to last week's episode. And as you can probably tell, if you're watching the visual, if the visual's out by now, which hopefully it is, you can see I got Lord of the Rings posters and over yet little map that I drew when I was 12, all sorts of stuff. So Lord of the Rings is my all-time favorite movie series. Absolutely love it. When I heard about the series coming out, I was very skeptical, but also hopeful because... It was from all the same like producers and everything from like the original series. I was like, oh, it's, it, it'll probably be good. And then the trailer came out, and I was like, well, there goes my hope. But I'll save my thoughts on the actual series for later. So I hand it off to you, Mr. Gage. Um, I read the stories when I was pretty little. So The Hobbit was my favorite. Absolutely love The Hobbit. But the actual three books were, I think I might have just been too young to super listen to it, but it just wasn't really my thing. Then I watched the movies and I was blown away. I love the movies. They were just, it was like cool and it was epic and the characters were really cool. And it's just like sort of like the, the whole fantasy, like Game of Thrones, middle age kind of weapons and dragons and all that was super, I was super into that. So I love the movies um, and I was super, super pumped for the show because I heard that the budget was huge and I was like, oh, this is going to be so epic. There's going to be giant monsters and there's going to be huge. What? You'll hear in the audio version. Oh, lovely. I was just like, I was super, super pumped. So yeah, I was. I had very, very high expectations because I thought cool big animals, more fantasy stuff, big budget. Yeah. That's fair. Good way to put it. Um, Have I ever talked about why I like The Lord of the Rings? I don't know that you have. Maybe oh. you have. Okay, so let me, let me take you back to a lovely year called 2011. That was a lovely year, wasn't it? It was. I don't remember much. Um, all right, I'll make this a long story short. Uh, we got one day a library book, and my dad came home with a bookmark. It was a bookmark of Hobbit Unexpected Journey. Um, it was like coming soon, and I was like, what is this? Because I'd known about the Lord of the Rings for years, but I wasn't allowed to watch him, and I had never had the time to read it. Um, so I found out that the Hobbit existed. I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, I'm very intrigued. So I read the book, fell in love with the book, and then obviously I watched the movies from there. This is where my hot take comes in, and people are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to say this anyway. I I think I told you this in the car the other day. I then watched, or I read Fellowship of the Ring, and then I started Two Towers. And we were on vacation one day, and it was raining. We didn't really have much to do. And I look in the movie drawer and see that Return of the King is in the drawer. And I hadn't read it, and I hadn't finished uh, the Two Towers just yet. So I decided to watch it. <laughs> and lo and behold, first off, it's incredible. But I did not expect the ending. So I was like a crying little boy because I didn't know how it was going to end. And obviously, oh. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't. Go check it out, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Um, But since that moment, I've just been in love with the series. I think that you probably did because I feel like a lot of people in our little circle at that time did i got like all of the lego sets that i could oh, yeah. from lord of the rings and the oh yeah yes. had any the lord of the no i had lego set for everything but yeah, yeah lord of the rings legos they um oh, man i look at them on ebay every single day i'm this close to buying some but yeah from there i've just kind of always gone back to it and this is 
a weird hot take, but it's just my personal opinion. To me, the Hobbit movies and book actually mean more than the Lord of the Rings because that's what I started with. I know that it's nowhere near the same level because, in my opinion, like I think you would agree, I think the Lord of the Rings trilogy is perfection. I don't think that one hundred percent there are any flaws. The Hobbit, there are a lot of flaws, but to me, I've always I that's my favorite book of all time. So obviously, the Hobbit to me is this Lord of the Rings, whatever. Um, I was not excited for the show. I'll just keep it plain and simple. I didn't watch the trailer until Bullet Train. I think I I was just sitting in the theater and I was like, I yeah, that's when I first saw the trailer. But leading up, I'd heard a lot of things, and I could sort of told me a couple things, and I'm just like, yeah. So, obviously, the show came out. Um, I watched the first two episodes, and then we watched them together. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know how we're going to talk about this. Um, I guess to start, I'll just say there are four main plots, so maybe we can sort of talk about those plots. I know that there's okay. a lot mm-hmm. that happens. There is a um, lot, especially like the first episode. There's just so many things that are thrown at you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, do we want to start with that, or do we, I mean we can sort of like maybe set up? I know you sort of mentioned like a few things, but do we want to kind of set up how the show came to be? If you guys know, if not, I. What do you mean how it came to be? So, do you know how the show came to fruition? How it became a reality? Well, no, I must mm-hmm. be educated. Okay. Do you know? I must be educated okay. as well. Oh boy! So. It all, it, it all started a couple of years back. You may or may not remember that the Lord of the Rings trademark was up for grabs. And lo and behold, Amazon Prime swooped in with half a billion dollars Ooh. to secure six movies. Mm. The Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit. Half a billion dollars just for those six movies to stay on the streaming service. Dang. That's which, a lot of money. Which is a lot of money. And then from there... I can't remember the exact money that they spent, but they then spent a lot more money, more than that half a billion, to gain the rights to those films, like I said. But then also, what's the big book that has like a... Silmarillion? Yes. This, ooh, I almost, what? I almost burped. The Silmarillion. That's fine. I'm sure the audience would appreciate it. Ugh. Oh, mm, right, there you in go. The, right in the that mic. Was, that was yeah. for free, folks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they also got some of that. So, they don't have much to work with. So, one of the things with the show that I knew going in is there are certain things that they wanted to do that they actually don't have access to do. Because they are not allowed to go back and do anything that's already been done. So, they have to work around making a new story, but using only very select few things that they're allowed to use in Mm -hmm. in the, the book and obviously the movies. They can reference the movies, but they cannot... You know, other Tolkien books, they're not allowed to touch. So are they, like, not allowed to add backstory to people? None that, uh, they can, but they're not allowed to add any that already exists. So let's say, hypothetical, let's say that uh, Tolkien, you know, 75 years ago, wrote a book just called Aragorn. They're not allowed to touch media like that that already exists. However, a couple weeks ago, another film company, I, I think it was um, what's the one that uh, Steven Spielberg uses a lot? Is it M? Universe? No. A- uh, MGM? No. Uh, sh- it's the one that has E.T. Um, oh. Am- Amblin? Oh, oh, the E.T. Movie. Amber? Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Oh. They, Arden? No. They bought the rights to the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit films, which means they can do spinoffs and TV sh- or spinoffs and obviously make movies based off of other books. So Amazon spent well over let's let's include the budget in this. Let's hypothetically say they've spent about four billion dollars um 
praying that the show works and that they can keep those movies. Amblin. Yes, I think Amblin's the one on the bottom. That's... Basically, we're still going to be getting Lord of the Rings and Hobbit show or movies, which mm, we'll see. But they yeah. can obviously touch that company can touch all material that's already been used, and you know, obviously do it like Peter Jackson did. So. Yeah, Amazon's already taking a fat L with what they spent and what they got. The budget for yeah. the show is $800 million, which is a lot. The most for a show. It's actually more than the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogy combined, if you talk mm-hmm. about budget-wise, obviously, if you include really? all the other factors. So huh. that sucks, yeah. I guess. But it's right when it came out, I was just reading the news about it because I haven't seen it. Yeah, My roommate is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, like ginormous. So he's actually how I saw the trailer for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away. That's why I was so excited. The trailer blew me away. Uh, but I was reading news about it. And like back to back, it would be, this is the absolute worst show ever. And it kept comparing it to the one, the dragon. Oh, House, oh, House, House of Dragons. House of Dragons kept comparing it to that. And it's like the absolute worst show that's ever been made. Such a waste of money. And the very next one is totally blew yeah. House of Dragon away. It's so incredible. I saw a lot of that too. It's funny. So there's... I do want to say this going in before we obviously talk about it. This this show, in my opinion, has the biggest uphill battle to face because we put the Lord of the Rings on such a pedestal. And some people, I know that I know you weren't crazy on the Hobbit movies. No, I love the Hobbit movies. I'm I saying just, compared yeah. to the Lord of well, the Rings. Well, in comparison, yeah. sure. But even the Hobbit movies, I feel like a lot of us put up very high. So it already yeah. has this uphill battle because we want I to compare it to what's already been established. And just me nitpicking, but I think it's true. I think over the past like five or so years, we've gotten to this point of everything needs to be perfect. Otherwise, we're going to hate it. Um, and I want to say Marvel has a lot to do with that, but that's Ooh. just me. Yeah. That's just me. But anyway, this show already has an uphill battle, and we're not going to sit here and bash the show. Uh, there are things we like. There are things we don't like. We're going to explain our reasons. Some of the reasons we don't want to really get into too many spoilers if you haven't seen it. Uh, I suggest to go check out the show. Oh, definitely. Um, so, I think yeah. I think I liked it more than you two did. I think you may have. I jokingly, I don't know if you already told him. I jokingly said, like, I, th- I, we may get flagged as explicit for what I'm about to say. I oh, called no. him as I was heading out, and I was like, if I somehow die in a car accident, it is because I wanted to kill myself after watching episode three, uh, which is harsh. Okay, oh, which no. is harsh. I haven't seen episode three, which is harsh. I have not either. It was sort of joking. I was planning now, on it, but now to be fair, a lot of the the movie. I'm I'm like I'm treating it differently than other shows. Yes. But do you want to do? Should we go ahead and jump into like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm treating it differently than other shows because this were just a standalone show. I would say it's absolute trash because I would say whoa. Okay. I know. I would. I would say the writing is so mind numbing. It's like yeah. boring and it's predictable and the dialogue is awful and I have not seen a lot of good actors. Like it's really hurting me. Yeah. But I love that it's like it's characters that we've heard about. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is Odin. the son of the king of the mountain. Yeah. And this is, like, the elves, and they lived so long, so of course they're still here. And then, like, we saw, like, a flash of the Belrog, like, and then and then this guy comes in out of nowhere in a meteor, and like, oh, he's totally a wizard. Like, this is such a cool... Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of why I loved it so much. Yeah. But yeah. If, as an actual show, in terms of, like, rating it in any way that a TV show should be rated, it was pretty awful. But I, that, that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah, I'm like that's very That's kind of where I'm standing. That's why That's why when we first were watching it, I was like, okay, this is so mid. But mm-hmm. I still walked away from it really liking it. That's kind yeah, of that's where fair. I'm standing there. Yeah. I'm very much of the same mindset. I don't think I would even pick the show up if I didn't know that it was attached to Lord of the Rings. Just based on the trailer, 
I was not blown away. And as a matter of fact, it kind of turned me off just because, like you said earlier, Jaden, it is something that we kind of like put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And something that I noticed because I rewatched Fellowship of the Ring recently with my buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you were definitely more recent than I was, yeah. but like this was like a couple weeks ago. And we kind of compared it to The Hobbit and realized, you know, like as much as I love The Hobbit, like my buddy doesn't love The Hobbit very much, but That's like fair. there's the Lord of the Rings itself. It feels so real. It feels so tangible. And what they were able to accomplish then like was amazing. And I'm kind of just taken back by the idea like that The Hobbit in certain aspects, like the, the negative elements of The Hobbit and this show just seem to have almost like that Marvel gloss of just like, mm-hmm. it Marvel seems... exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah. It feels like if Marvel tried to make Disney. Lord of the Rings or Maybe. Disney tried to make it. Yeah. And that's the part that pulls me out of it the most is that there's just this Lord of the Rings, I guess, Middle Earth like mm-hmm. vibe to the Lord of the Rings series that has not been replicated by any movie franchise, but also especially it hasn't been replicated from The Hobbit or the series. Yeah. And so that's what's pulled me out the most. But even so, there's still elements to the show that, let like like you like you said, like oh, you have the flashes to the Balrog, or you have characters you've heard about before, even Balrog. characters that we know that are just younger, like Galadriel or Elrond. Like that's the only reason that I'm kind of like holding on to it mm-hmm. is because like yeah. these are beloved characters to me. This is just a different, I guess, aspect to it. And so I'm trying to hold back all of my judgment from the show just because it hasn't come well we haven't seen all of it because it hasn't yeah. all been released but if it was not attached to Lord of the Rings at all I would absolutely just not watch it yeah I think that's fair I I well I'll talk about that in a second I think I think I said this to you earlier if I feel like I judge it too harshly because it has the Lord of the Rings name if it didn't have the Lord of the Rings name, I think I would still watch it the same way I watched The Witcher. I gave up on The Witcher. I know that's a great show. Kill me. I'm going to eventually watch it. <laughs> because it mm. does have intrigue from episode to episode. Like, you do want to see what's next. But um, I guess to negate but also affirm one of your points when you brought up how The Hobbit and that have the, these Marvelisms, one thing I give The Hobbit credit for is you know that it's Peter Jackson. Like everything true, about yeah. that mo- those movies feel like Peter Jackson. One thing I noticed, especially in episode three that I watched today, the camera work, the dialogue, even the scenery does not feel like Lord of the Rings. It feels like a fan yeah. film that they're trying that's to be I'm, the Lord of the Rings. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a certain uh, scene in episode three on a boat where um, one of the characters somehow gets tied up and they have to bring him back down and save him before he dies. And the whole time I'm watching the scene, I'm like, this just. I could take a screenshot, send this to anybody, and be like, "Guess what show this is from?" And you wouldn't guess Lord of the Rings because it it, it has a it it reminds me of Avatar. It has that weird gloss over yeah. it that feels yeah. a little like it's almost it's it. too crisp. There's no yes. grain. There was a grain to Lord of the Rings, mostly just because it was yeah, it's older, but yeah. yeah, it feels real. It feels tangible. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, the show feels real because there is not. Well, there's been a couple of scenes that I'm like that's CGI, but most of it looks incredible to a level that neither the lord of the rings or the hobbit could do but one i I think the reason the lord of the rings has held up so well is because the stuff that's cgi looks incredible for the time but most of it's practical a lot Mm -hmm. of the wide shots are actually miniatures that then they they took screens of the characters in cgi back or green screens and then implemented them in hobbits the same way the issue with the hobbit is a lot of it's uh, they use a lot more CGI that looks really good, but you can tell the difference between what's real and what isn't. 
this yeah. show you can't really tell the difference, but you don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. What thing. I was gonna say on the exactly what you said, you can kind of tell a huge sign of how good something is is how influential it is, which is why mm-hmm. it's hard to tell when something's good right when it comes out. So I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, actually, Jordan Pearson said that. But oh really? Yeah, I he, love that book. Um, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings is one of those things. But I was gonna use an example like you know the whole Eldritch horror kind of cosmic horror. Cthulhu kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a million imitators of that because it's so unique and influential. Right. To be good, you have to make a style and then perfect the style. Yeah. That's what Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. did and that's why there's so many imitators and like even like all of D&D is like a huge thing. It's like just harkening back to stuff like that and then this yeah. show feels like that. It feels yeah. like people who love Lord of the Rings so much, they're trying to imitate it. Yeah. And yeah. that's not like necessarily a bad thing, but it feels separate. Well, think about think about it in this aspect. Game of Thrones when it came out was compared to the Lord of the Rings because yes, it's based off of the books, but you can't sit here and tell me that those books were not inspired by the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit right. to that level. That's why yeah. Lord of the Rings is so amazing. Yes. But mm-hmm. the reason the Game of Thrones is so successful and so popular and obviously House of Dragon as you said earlier is like the number one show in the world currently is because they took the concept and tried to mimic the Lord of the Rings, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. just announced a couple of days ago like four or five new spinoffs, and they're all going to work because they were able to take the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit as inspiration and make it work. And when you are in the same universe and you can't make it work, that just doesn't look great. And I'm not going to act like there aren't parts of the show that I think that I love that maybe we all loved. Um but the best way to describe the show that I would say is, um, if I could say it in like four or five words, maybe it's just, I see what you did there, but not good enough. <laughs> right. or something see of that nature. Yeah. Or just yeah. like, nice try, not quite, almost. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, they, it, what I was saying about the style, they have Lord of the Rings in their head, like they've seen the movies, read the books, and they yes. thought, okay, what we need is we need dragons, we need wizards, we need cool things, let's make the movie. But there's so much more. There's the, the super like what's the word i'm looking for minute details like the really small styles that you find like in that you have to imitate everything yes they imitate the style and they did not imitate the style at all they yeah. only imitated the characters yeah there is one thing that i feel like they kind of almost righted a wrong from the hobbit with which i was kind of impressed with was the was the orcs which yes, I, I, I feel I like in the hobbit it was a huge missed opportunity, but they just CGI'd everything, which is exactly why I guess Marvel nowadays is like why I'll compare uh, the Hobbit movies to Marvel in that sense. It's just like instead of making it practical or trying to like uh, merge CGI and practical, mm-hmm. they just went full CGI. But with this, like yeah. the orcs are actually like those are actually people in makeup, and like your eyes, they they can tell. Yeah, like that. There's something actually physically there, or they were just running around with this little green suit on. So I do, I do appreciate that they brought, yeah, brought back that element. The, the other right that I think they did with that, I am not opposed to the orcs having talking in the orcan language. I guess. Yeah. But the Lord Orcish. of the Rings, when you watch the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, there's this huge stark in contrast when you hear them talking mm-hmm. in a language you can't understand, and then they start talking in English or whatever the universal language is in the Hobbit. Yeah. In Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that point. I like that it's back to practical. There's mm-hmm. something about them. I, I, I will say this. They have never looked cooler than they did in The Hobbit. But again, they're all CGI. They can make them look as cool as they want. You have limitations when you use real humans because you have to work around their your, their figures, which is why I think Azog 
uh, looks the coolest. Hazak is so, and so cool. does Borg. Yeah. Borg is Borg fire. Is also so cool. Yeah, yeah. But th- I think we have really cool goblin uh, orcs coming up. Oh, you we do. So? The last shot of episode three is they're Has they're hyping one. up. There's there a big go. one. But we need we need one of like a really yeah. cool orc. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I do want to mention though That's two th- two for. things that I think they've nailed. First off, the music is incredible. I, I it, it gives yes. Lord of the Ring vibes. It's. <laughs> Maybe I just need to listen to the music now, but it just feels more like just background music as opposed to yeah. something. And again, a lot of that comes through like, oh, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. It's just so iconic. That's fair. Every single yeah. theme, whether it's the Hobbits, the Elves, the Orcs, Isengard, anything, you can listen to it and you're like, oh, this is that scene. This is this person. That right. sounded horrible. No, it sounded I got beautiful. What you're doing, yeah, I got yeah, what I was getting shot. the vibe. Maybe yeah. it just it'll take us a little longer yeah. to to get used to it, but yeah. yeah. Well, think about this too. The Hobbit is the same way because they they use the themes as callbacks. So the first time we see the Shire, it goes back to the Shire theme. Uh-huh. But they also release some heat. Misty Mountain is a banger, and oh, the Dwarven yeah. theme is like the one yeah. of theme. the best. It was cool. Mm-hmm. That whole hammer smashing scene, I so I love that. All yeah, time. you guys didn't really like the super creepy close ups, but I yeah, those were loved, a little weird. I thought it, was it, cool. it felt very dwarf like. I thought that was I good. It fit. Um, yeah. the big noses. And yeah. I guess going back to the music there real quick, that is a point that I was about to get to is while I think the music's good, there's nothing that really stands out. So you're not like, like the first, I'll never forget coming home from a friend's house was the day the Mandalorian dropped and hearing the theme for the first time. I was like, that's iconic. I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. So far, there's been nothing like that. But I will say the title card is awesome. I don't think I'm ever going to skip the the intro because I want to know how they did it. I want to know how they did it with all the pebbles and rocks. Actually, that was sick. Because at Just, first I thought it was like that. Sometimes it moves and that's definitely CGI. But I think it's partially practical. I think it's entirely practical. I think the only part that looked a little fake is when it's the giant ring and it all kind of started sucking in, in itself inward like right. a vortex or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was, I hate to say that's the best part of the show. No, not the best <laughs> show. But I do oh think my it's goodness. very cool. But yeah, um, do we want to just... We're not going to take it episode by episode. We've tried that before and it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. I guess let's just hit the main plots. You guys remember the four main plots? Uh, gonna, I can recap them real quick. You might as well just recap them. Yeah. Okay, so it. we have four main plots. Uh, the first one includes Elrond. Um, we have the main one so far, which is uh, Gladriel. And that one sort of intertwines with Elrond's. I would we make then have one plot, I think. Sort of episode well, two, they split ways, and episode three, they very much split oh, ways. So he definitely seems like a background character in her story. Yeah. They've yeah. kind of yes, he's kind of playing the part. Actually, sort of playing the part of all. He's sort of a little tied to everything. Is he really? Sort of. They have conversations based off of things mm. that are happening on the other two plots. I think it's gonna be cool. But. but the other two plots, and this is where my massive issue is. I don't like the other two plots. I'm just being honest. We have, um. An elf who I don't know if he's exiled or not. I'm not going to spoil episode three, but him and his right. like little posse or whatever. There's something going friend. on there. Well, his human friend's very attractive. I don't know her name, but she's very. Both attractive. these two boys are down bad for the human friend. I'm down bad for the elf too. He he's chiseled, bro. He's the prettiest <laughs> man I've ever seen. Yeah, um, he's a pretty man. There's that side plot where basically, oh, let me. Okay, Gladriel's her brother died. Uh, something to do with Sauron. Sauron, and obviously her, her hers the main plot. She's trying to figure out what is happening because she feels like something dark is coming. Um, Elrond's right. plot so far is honestly just a lot of setup for the Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you yeah. caught it. I think it's the first episode. The elf that he's kind of like partnering with wants to build 
a tower. What tower yeah. is that going to be? Oh, yeah. We're probably going to find out in the Lord of the Rings. I love the little subtle, subtle like, lines like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, my, that's what I'm here yeah. for. I and love mm-hmm. that. Currently, he's trying to remend his relationship with the dwarves. The plot that we were just talking about um, is actually a very interesting plot, but I don't care about the characters, is this elf character is discovering all of the dark, evil deeds that Gladriel is actually looking into. So he, he's like the first person perspective on that. And then the fourth one is one of the most forgettable plots to ever exist, and it is the a heartfoot. We'll just call them the hobbits. The the like the pre evolved hobbits. hobbits. Yes, mm-hmm. with a mystery man who I'm betting on my life is Gandalf. But it's got to be, or just a wizard. Is just very forgettable. It's very yeah. forgettable. But yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's cool. It's fun, but one it, thing, uh, I think it was the 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 hammer scene they kept cutting back to it and we were always like oh but but i That's wanted true. to see that was a bad time yeah. to cut into that because mm-hmm. i love the hammer scene yeah. yeah they were all great but i guess what has been your well i can say mine but obviously you guys go first what's like your favorite p- plot so far <sighs> the hobbit, the hobbit. Uh, can i go and go first because yeah go yeah, yeah. yeah i okay look i'm kind of a geek and while i do love like I was, I was talking to you about this. I love mm-hmm. really thoughtful movies. Like I love that, but mm-hmm. I also am just a j- huge geek for just big giant monsters and cool things. Yeah. So like, remember that giant sea animal? What was he called? <sighs> oh yeah. Um, we'll call them Harold. I Harold the whale. Harold was so cool. I loved yeah. Harold. Yeah. Like stuff like that, and like the like that is so cool to me or like mm-hmm. cool wizard things where anything mm-hmm. is grandiose and powerful oh yeah you Absolutely. were digging bro the fire scene I, it was pretty cool wait, it's like what, yo the, fire scene? the one where every time he would do yawn <laughs> oh would start that was so stop. cool that scene yeah. was so cool like that's what i love mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. i'm really liking i think i'm gonna like right now none of the plots are really sticking for me mm-hmm. but i Same. think i'm gonna love hers the most because she's getting into the cool dark magic stuff yeah she's gonna get sarwan stuff Cool yeah. works. We're definitely going to meet some big cast that works. Mm-hmm. Already, we had the Harold. Like, I think she's going to be the coolest one because yeah. it's just going to get real magical. That's fair. Yeah. I would agree. I would say, like, my favorite character, I guess, of the people, not necessarily how they're portrayed now, but like of the lineup of like El- Elrond, Galadriel, like Odin, all the like the people that like you know. I'd say like Galadriel is my favorite of them all. Mostly just because like there, there's fair. always that like that presence of like she's really powerful, but like what if she turns evil type of deal? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if they play off with that a little bit more, like her potential to like um, to turn evil, because at this point this is before 5, Sauron, relatively. Yeah, About before it. the rings or whatever. So I'd be interested to see, I guess, how they approach her character as kind of being like someone who could flip-flop or mm-hmm. kind of has these temptations but ultimately overcomes them. That would be interesting. That would be yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But as of right now, um, I'm going to have to <laughs> – you're not going to like it, but I do <gasps> I do appreciate the – I want to I wanna know if it is Gandalf. <laughs> so I, I do like – I think, I think uh, as of right true. now, I know it's probably going to be boring, but like as of right so. now – Episode three, man, it's yeah, because cause he was saying some things, but like the wolves and the stars and all like this cool stuff yeah. going on there. Yeah, yeah. and cool visually, stuff. I think it's kind of it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's also one of the plots that's like so much of why I love the other ones is its connection to the Lord of the Rings. Like, I love mm-hmm. hearing what Elrond is up to. I love hearing what the doors are up to. But yeah. What's really cool about the Heartfoot thing is it is really separate. Like, it is in this world. 
Like, mm-hmm. This small little village is having prophecies about the wolves coming. Like it's, I yeah, mean, that's pretty cool. They're writing their own story. It's yeah, it's, it's a good setup. I I feel like well, we'll see if the show gets greenlit. But let's say because they're supposed they want to do five seasons, and the uh, the creators have said they know the final episode like like the back of their hand. They they know how it's going to end. I like that. I that's expect cool. that they'll Sweet. be in the Shire. By, by the end. end, yeah, most definitely. Or at least that say like, sense. "Oh, what should we call this place?" Oh, and then it'll end with, "What if we call it the?" And then cuts to black. Michael and they, Bay. They, they play the theme. Yeah. Oh, I would lose it. Okay. I would, yeah. I would lose Dude, it. Dude, that's I would. a. They most definitely. That's a good that. idea, actually. We should write the last episode for that. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I guess what both of you said, I am more attached to certain elements. Um, my personal favorite character so far has been Elrond because I feel like he's yeah. the most true. But I also mm-hmm. think the dude has done a really like when you first see him, you're like, "That is not Elrond." Yeah, I don't know. Neil Patrick Harris? Like question mark. But he's done a really good job at mimicking him. Gl- I think that Gladriel's plot has been my favorite so far because one of the things I, I actually I was re- I hated her character in the first episode, but after rewatching um, Fellowship and the Two Towers, I've noticed I'm like, you know what? This is a very naive. She thinks she has all the answers. Character because she's mm-hmm. young. Yeah. Episode three, especially, those are good conversations between her and a new character. Where basically she, she thinks that she's won the argument. Basically proves all of his points wrong, and then he just hits her with he knows how to speak Elven, and she's like, oh, okay. And basically, I just feel like over the, the course of the series, she is going to be the character to learn who she'll become, and obviously the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Whereas Elrond is kind of. Gonna be steady mm-hmm. all the way like, through. I like how it's a it's a coming of age story for an elf. Yeah, yeah. who lives well, two thousand mm-hmm. years in exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then that, that's kind of an interesting concept. Right. Yeah. Like a building's Roman for someone who doesn't die. Yeah. yeah, and I will say to your point too about the Hartfoot thing. I think that the other ones are very connected to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. This one to me feels like setup for where the Hobbit goes. Right. I feel like they're obviously building. Uh, again, I'll just <gasps> not trying to spoil. Mm. Episode three kind of has them. There's a good conversation where they all have that are like, should we be more adventurous? Should we leave and see what all is out there? And I can't remember. Mm. The Hobbits that are all about. Yeah. Don't do yeah. I don't really remember not where, what happens in the end. Um, again, you guys will watch it yourselves. But it's they're setting them up. It's like the origin story where everything else. Well, I mean, it's all an origin story, but they're just filling in the gaps of like the Lord of Which the Rings and cool. Hobbit. Yeah, because one thing, yeah. look, I love all six of those movies, um, all relatively to the same level, but even watching those six movies, there's a lot of stuff that's really confusing and throwaway lines that you have to read all the other books, all the stuff. This is filling mm-hmm. in a lot of those gaps because if you've seen The Lord of the Rings and you watch the first like five to ten minutes when Gladriel gives her like monologue, dude, you really have to listen. There's a lot of info. It's a lot of exposition. Oh, and we've noticed... I've noticed at least a lot of the exposition that she is given in that opening of fellowship is all kind of coming to fruition now. And I think well, obviously by the end, we'll see it all. And the monologue to open this show up is fire. That first five minutes is the best part of the show so far visually and just the way they're setting everything up. Hmm. Plus the show saw around. So obviously I'm a sucker for that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. so tackling, unless you have another route that you'd want to take it, Looking over all of, I guess, the different Middle Earth creatures, what are the standouts? Like, what are some things that you like the way that they're being portrayed, and what mm-hmm. are some things that you don't like? Because these are definitely, like, like for the Halfwoods or the Hobbits or whatever, like they're pre, like they haven't quite evolved yet. Or some of the yeah. elves, they all have like they have shorter hair or whatever. And we can get into that, but like, based on how we've seen oh. these types of creatures come or 
displayed in previous movies. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the way these creatures have been, I guess, made in this show? I guess I'll start. Unless you have one. Go for it. First off, I really like the tension with the elves and everybody. Because by they're the, always by, <laughs> it's always tension with the elves. Yeah. By the time the Lord of the Rings comes around, <laughs> yeah. they've almost kind of like re rebuilt a lot of the tension. Like Legolas obviously is kind of doing his own thing out with a bunch of people. But like in, in the Helm's Deep scene, obviously, there's like, Why are you here to help us? And he's all like, Well, we had this alliance or whatever, so we're here to, you know, um I don't know the word I'm rebuild i guess that alliance or whatever so in the lord yeah. of the rings they make up in the end i guess but i i just like the tension so far with them i also like the creatures that we don't really see like getting to see the eagles or what are the trees well, called elms yeah that wasn't good oh, i thought it was fire yeah. literally wait that was like the coolest scene like it was pretty two cool two seconds of yeah. epic battle we need yeah. more epic battles no yeah. i will say though before you go i do want to see i know they're they're obviously not around yet i hope sometime during the show we see how the ring wraiths were created yeah. i love the ring race oh my goodness because cool in character. the third episode they're setting up you know these kings of men and obviously Ooh, from the lord of the rings that's gonna be so Ooh. cool obviously in the lord of the rings you know that all of the ring wraiths were at one point or another uh, you know um, kings of men that after the rings fell just into... totally got them yeah 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 so oh, i feel that's like they're set up the kind of stuff i like i feel yeah. like they're set up and this is a bit of a spoiler alert you don't see the character so you don't know um uh-huh. in episode three the the queen that i was like when we watch the trailer i'm like hold up <laughs> wait a minute oh yeah you she gonna... yeah she's introduced <laughs> in it and you you think that she's like the ruler of this area and then like one of the final scenes she walks into a bedroom and it shows from her angle all the way through and she sits down like on the side of the bed or whatever and says something like father the elf is here and then right as she's about to explain why this is about to be a huge issue it cuts but obviously he like i feel like whoever that character is is gonna be one of the kings of men Mm -hmm. and we're gonna meet more Mm -hmm. as the time goes on so i hope we see Mm -hmm. the regrets i think that'd be fire yeah I think the thing about the show that provides a really interesting way of, I guess, Elven sex. That what? Oh, all right. Where do okay. I pay? <laughs> Where do you pay? Uh, backstage benefits. Yeah. No, I think they're kind of. I guess it's not even like a strategy because there's no really way to strategize that. But this show has nowhere to go but up technically. So it's going to go down and at some points. But I feel like because it is building up to Lord of the Rings. Those final episodes, I feel like, are going to be the most hype just because we know what comes next. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's yeah. So that's a really interesting... We're setting up for the setup. Yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. So I think that's one thing that's interesting, but that wasn't really to my question. As far as like the individual characters and how they're portrayed, um, I think it would have been interesting if they kind of played along with what The Hobbit was doing or what they started to do with the having each like race have their own like dialect. So... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense of having the elves speak English to each other. Yeah. In the Lord of the Rings, they spoke English to when they were in front of like, yeah, like men and hobbits point, and whatnot. Actually, yeah. But if it's a bunch of elves chilling out with other elves, they're not going to speak English. That's a good point. So I feel like I would have really liked, like everything would have been Some like elvish. turned up a notch if they actually spoke elvish to each other, or the dwarves spoke a bit of dwarf to each other. Yeah. Instead, it's all just like Americanized. Just everything yeah. is just like That's so easy for us to comprehend. The... I, this is unrelated to Lord of the Rings, but I think you're gonna hate me for saying this, but it's true. I'm gonna bring Dune up. Oh, this you don't man, like Dune? I like I know, Dune. I think he overhyped. I love it. Dune. 
It's can we do a Dune episode? Just yeah. you and me? Yeah. Just you two. Yeah, there you go. It's overrated, but it's still no, good. No, not visually, overrated. Visually, visually, it's Call fantastic. It could be the next Lord of the Rings. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> it's going to be great. No. Dude, the, I'm very much looking forward to the second part. The upcoming part installments up. are going to be crazy. When part two is up, yeah. I fully believe that this could be a 10 out of 10. When you watch it all the way through. Anyway, one anyway. of the things that I like about that film is when they're spe- they speak their language, but then when they go into a sound barrier, yes. it cuts to English. Yes. I like... Because one of the issues that a lot of people have had with a lot of movies that have foreign languages, they're like, why do they always talk English? Obviously, it's for us to understand it, but I kind of wish, even with the elf thing, like they talk in English, but whenever they're in private, it cuts back over to that. Even if it's a seamless transition Mm -hmm. where they're not like, yo, do you want to like talk in elven tongue? Like even like, let's say mid-sentence, it becomes that, which they've done in The Lord of the Rings, and I think it works. I see what you're saying. Like if it's just like the, the Council of Elves or something. Yeah point of reference when they're when they're he knighting all of them or whatever in episode yeah. one that could have been entirely yeah. an elven tongue that would have been cool the that tricky been part is though there is so much elf on elf dialogue mm-hmm. y'all thought <laughs> I was gonna say elf on elf dot 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 actually there's probably more elf on human anyway elf on <laughs> anyway well episode more, three babies elf on elf dialogue and that's gonna be hard if you don't want to re- listen to a show you know, like where so yeah. much of it is in a different language. It's one of the reasons I the, would personally, but that's fair. I was going to say though, to back this is tricky your to point, do that. You're about to say, yeah. I think it's one of the reasons the orcs always speak in English, <laughs> which is why when he tested it with the hobbits and made them speak an orc tongue or whatever, everyone's like, "That's so weird," but that's how it's intended to be. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. it's it's. I don't want to compare it to Star Wars, but one thing I love about Star Wars is people talking like 10,000 languages, mm-hmm. but they all understand each other's languages. So like with Chewie and Han, he'll talk in yeah, a Wookiee tongue, like and he talks back to him That's in English, really cool. and then he talks back to him in Wookiee. And I love that there's no subtitles. Like, yeah, you just don't know what he's saying. Yeah. That's your fault. But you yeah. get, but you <laughs> you're, get you're stupid. Um, I prefer the orcs to not speak in English just because it feels so uncanny. Yeah. So different. But yeah. again, it's backing yeah. your point. I'd be fine with them all speaking in their own language. Subtitles, yes, but even if it's like a scene, that sometimes you, can you get don't the need hint, it. You don't need it. Yeah, I, I agree. Because a lot of it comes down That's to just context. Thing. Yeah, and then there's yeah. I just feel like movies that tackle that, like whether it's just straight up foreign films like The Seventh Seal, or if it's a movie like Inglorious Bastards, where like three quarters of the movies in German or something like yeah. that. I just feel like not necessarily. You're not even working. It doesn't take a whole lot of work to read subtitles. Yeah, but I feel like it adds another level of just genuineness that I feel yeah. like it would make me appreciate it a lot more. But you have to be you have to be a good writer to make that work. And no offense <laughs> for working on this team. Not, not great writers. Right. It's be, very Shakespearean. You have to be really good at context clues and so you have to have good actors yeah. and good writers. Yeah. That I, like, I like to call yeah. it the Mandalorian effect. I don't even think it needs to be good writers. The dude has a mask on and there's full on scenes where he doesn't say a word but you know every thought oh, that yeah. he's thinking Oh yes. That's like what you were Mandalorian saying. It's good. I love mm-hmm. it. Let's all the writers. Let's hypothetically let's do an an elf one. Even if it's like four words of dialogue and then a lot of looking at each other, like if you so if the if the actors and actresses can kill the facial expressions and the right emotions and reactions to certain words, yeah. mm-hmm. you can kind of tell where the conversations oh, yeah. are going. Um, Definitely. Speaking of Amazon, because you wasted all of your money on getting those uh, six movies, Here's a bright idea. Go back and re-release the Hobbit movies, but take all the subtitles off for the elves and the orcs, Lord of the Rings. Um, just remove subtitles entirely. 
just do that, and I think it'll be just as that good. Would be so cool to do actually. Yeah. Quite interesting. And soon enough, we'll all learn elf, and then Elvis. instead of people do that, instead of English, yeah, we'll all I know too speaking. many people like that. They'll just, they just know how to write it and everything. And just like, oh, they have the best writing ever. It is I cool. love yeah. in episode one when Elrond messes He's the writing, word up. Yeah. And instead of just like that, he like makes it so precise. Uh, uh, like, like a dang. curly squish. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's nice. I, I was going to, I was going to keep my mouth on the mic. Um, I was going to say the, yeah, yes. the, 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 the kind of species that I was really disappointed with was the elves. I have to say, uh, yeah, because yeah. like the hair, the hair oh. is the biggest and take. Then, of, yeah, oh. like they're so okay. Remember in the Lord of the Rings when all of them are like trugging through the snow, and then the 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 one what's his name Legolas. Yeah, Legolas because, is just like yeah, just it's walking on. Why top. do we not talk about that? They're, yeah, one, okay. I saw a freaking Reddit thing today. One of my biggest issues with the Hobbit has always been when Borg knocks the tower down and he somehow manages to get up. I saw that scene, and then it was it was that scene clipped with the scene of them all trudging through the snow. And he's he mentioned he's like elves almost weigh nothing. So why do we not talk about this? Why did they not use it to their right. advantage? Right. That's Which I never saying. thought about. Yeah, like, I, that's exactly the point I was making. The mm-hmm. elves are not being elvy; they're being no. like people. They're quicker mm-hmm. than they humans too. Were, they yeah. were almost getting beaten up by that troll. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah. none mm-hmm. of you should have gotten hit. None of you. Same with yeah. uh, in Desolation. I've always had an issue again, but before I read this, it made sense. I'm like, why the heck was uh, Tariel and Legolas able to catch up with the dwarves when they had such a head start? Because they're so much quicker than humans, but we never yeah. explore that aspect. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I think the Lord of the Rings are so yeah. cool, man. They are very cool. I wish I could be an elf. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Elves are my favorite yeah. character, this favorite species. Yeah. That's why I'm so disappointed that they're my, just people. My hot take is yeah. I don't mind the hair. The only issue I have is it's – look, there are a lot of fades. There are a lot of like precisely done hair. How do you do that in Middle Earth, though? Yeah, that doesn't fit at all. They don't but have like, like electric razors. They like, have yeah. swords and stuff. It's supposed to look like I want to see it look mangy. It yeah. sort of makes sense. We were trying to work on theory. It makes sense that the hair grows slowly, or maybe it's just a cultural thing. Yeah, but it doesn't grow in phase. Well, he made a good point. I'm like, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think it was you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ike made a point when we were watching it the other night that um, maybe just over time it grows, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a great point. But then we see a lot of older elves that have short oh, hair. Have and short it's hair. Like, and uh, that also ruins the cultural day. Like, oh, old people have long hair and young people are short. Yeah. In Lord of the Rings, even the young people have long hair. Everyone has long hair. Yeah. It's yeah. like... Um, also, this is several thousand years ago. So maybe things yeah, have changed. But <laughs> even still, one of the things about the Lord of the Rings that I loved in the flashbacks at the beginning is when it shows Bilbo getting the ring, it's like, okay, clearly an unexpected journey. He's wearing a different outfit. Yeah. But you don't think about it. It works. Oh, I thought about it immediately. (laughs) I was like, I know this scene to a T, and they ate up a different outfit. I am so upset. Gollum even says a different line. But, like, obviously. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Stuff like like that happens. It's like, all right, it is whatever. But when they show flashbacks to, like, Elrond fighting, and I can't remember what the great battle was. I think it was at Mordor. Um, Oh, did he have long hair? He had long hair, and so did all the elves. And this is set Uh, only a couple thousand years before. So I'm like, how are you? Um. We better hurry they're just up trying because to, this show's going to have cool time jumps. And it yeah. didn't fit. Like, I like his hairstyle. It's a dope hairstyle, but not for Elrond? the show. Yeah, not for the yeah, show. Yeah, like Elrond's haircut, I guess it's kind of cool, but not what... Yeah. Not what... Not, it not feels not. like he puts gel in it, like, constantly. Like, yeah. where you're in Middle Earth. Like, what is that haircut? Yeah. Like, it's it's 2022 haircut. Yeah. One it needs to look so, like a horse's mane. Just long, here, silky. Here's the point. Yeah. If someone watches this show... 
10 years in the future, they're going to be like, oh, what a 2020s haircut. Yeah, that, no, like, that's true. They, yeah. da- they dated this thing. <sighs> yeah. It's the same thing with the costumes, too. It feels like they just freshly made the costumes, whereas in Lord of the Rings, it looks like those are outfits that they've been wearing for years. Right. Because yeah. they're, like, they're torn yeah. up and they're dirty, but they have like this... I don't know there's an antiqueness to it. Whereas this, it seems like, oh, they just went over to the Marvel department and they were like, hey, you guys had this scene over <laughs> here, Spirit Halloween, Spirit Halloween, and like, yeah, that's another thing. I, I think just like some. I think all the human characters. Some of them look. look some of them look good. Yeah. The dwarves look good. I think. Yeah, yeah. I like the dwarves. The dwarves have always had like the fancy. Cool the elves obviously are gonna look precise and prestige because that's how they always look. Um, right, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Also, the clothes feel very modern. Like, um, yeah, yeah, modern, the one chick yeah. that I think is very hot. Like her blue dress looks like a dress you could buy at a store today. Yeah, yeah, it it's, definitely. It's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's like, like a. Lord of the Rings is timeless. Right, mm-hmm. it makes it feel like it's Broadway. It's yeah. not yeah, supposed to be Broadway. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be a movie. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, I we were saying something a minute ago. I was about to make a point. Um. Elf six, yeah. totally. Do- the toys. Were oh, cool. that's what I was gonna say. Speaking yeah. back to elves, one thing that I oh yeah, elves <laughs> that, I, that I do like that the Lord of the Rings did too is because elves are supposed to be perfect. I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed, like they don't have sideburns, like they don't have little hairs that are like sticking out because elves are supposed to be perfect. Yeah. So they kind of went back in the vein that I think the Lord of the Rings did, where like nobody has short hair sideburns. Everything's slicked back. It all looks yeah. very yeah. precise. There's yeah. not one hair on the neck or chin or mustache or beard or nothing like Like, they all look precise which i think all right that's a good detail at least you pay attention to that but the suits the armor looks way more modern yeah it's all slim speaking of beards though it's not really something that's talked about yet but the women the dwarf women don't the beards where are they yeah that's kind of like that was like a big plot point kind of and they kind of dodged around it in the hobbit because they were like oh people will probably like notice this or whatever but like with gimli yeah, well, and even Eowyn. in The Hobbit, he did well. And there, he had the, the photo of his wife, Gloin. Beard, right? Yeah, Gloin's wife had a beard, and his like son that. had a beard. They should all, beards yeah. are just such who a is dwarf, thing. Yeah. dwarf thing. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, like, that's one of my favorite lines that he's ever had is when he's talking to the one chick who's clearly into Aragorn, and he's all like, "Yeah, you can't tell." He says, "People just think that there's men dwarves because you can't tell the difference between the men and women." Mm-hmm. And here they have no beards, and their hair is huge, bro huge yeah. it not that it's an issue but i feel like that probably has bigger to than hurt. they are <laughs> it's a lot yeah beards i can understand why they didn't do just because i feel like that's well i don't want to say that because that just feels like a cop-out i wouldn't say because that's a lot of money that they have to put into practical like wigs and stuff but they could do the same thing for the elves it's what they did for the hobbit movies and lord of the yeah. Rings movies it's really not that much like looking at especially because they put so much work into the computer graphics i feel like yeah because, like you said earlier, the budget was like Lord of the Rings and Hobbit combined, essentially, it really wouldn't have cost much to just put a little more effort into yeah. the actual designs of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. On the topic of dwarves and elves, I have to mention one of my favorite parts about the show. And this is weird. That's why It's literally one of my favorite parts about the show. Remember when they were talking... Uh, Elrond met the master smith guy talking about the hammer. He's like a perfect smith. Yeah. And then they go to the dwarves. And like maybe even when she was talking about it, she's like, yeah, we use, she was basically using resonant frequencies to, to because it was like an actual, it was 
match the, the frequency of an mm-hmm. actual of an object you can like create a resonate. And yeah. she goes, We sing and we talk to the mountain to find out where we can bear it, like dig where we shouldn't dig, where the good stuff is, mm-hmm. which is and then the, the elves do their own little thing for their own side. Okay. Anyway, all this to say, my favorite thing about Lord of the Rings and like the species is they're all parts of something. So mm-hmm. yeah. they did this in Dune. Let's take an idea and let's let's broaden it so that the entire species becomes this one thing. Like, like kind of like a stereotype, except they're not actually real races. Oh, I gotta keep. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. That's my bad. Repeat what you just said. <laughs> um, it's just like in Dune where you you have. A, like a, a stereotype you have an idea and you make the race that idea mm-hmm. in real life if you were a person and you were to learn the most you could about rocks and designing you would learn all of these things but in the show the elves kind of focus on one thing and the dwarves focus on another the dwarves really focus on the dwarves really focus on like I'm gonna what's going on Okay, anyway, I absolutely love how they each have their own versions, and they, if they come together, you can get the full picture. So yeah. in in a science perspective, I guess the, the, man, the human version would be, oh, yeah, science. You use resonant frequencies to find out what kind of materials everything mm-hmm. is. But the dwarves say, we sing to it, and then we learn this. And the elves, we do this, and we learn this. And you come together, you get the yeah. full picture. I absolutely love the yeah. split. I do like, too, on that, they don't copy off of each other. Like, the men mm-hmm. always do the things their way, like you just said, and it's not like Elrond's going to... Well, he may go back and be like, yo, so here's what the dwarves do, but, like, they all appreciate it, whereas, like, if we went to a, a third world country or something and saw how we did it, we would be like, we would, like, shame them, be like, dude, why do you do it like that? Mm-hmm. Or we'd be like, yo, that's actually really innovative. I'm going to take this back, and we're going to do the same exact thing, whereas everyone that's does, humans their, do. uh, everyone does right. their own thing. And again, it's a good point when it comes to the humans. The humans in The Lord of the Rings especially, because they're they're not loved. The, by a lot of people people yeah. are kind of tired they're of them. the boring ones because yep. let's be real middle earth pretty much is our world today like at, by the end of lord of the rings men have pretty much taken over yeah. um to the point where like they basically everything that they've done in those movies is just mimicking what every other species has done before it um i do want to make this point because i completely forgot my favorite aspect visually is all of the water scenes. The transition from real water to fake water, you can't tell the difference. The one shot where Gladriel is swimming and it like starts from a really high angle and zooms in, there's not a moment where I'm like, okay, so huh, you can tell yeah. the cut from where the water starts and where it doesn't. I mm. like Aquaman as a movie. It's one of my guilty pleasure movies, but there are so many scenes where you Aquaman. can tell where the water matches with the with the visual effects and you're like, ah, there's the seam right there. Yeah, This show has nailed the water. Yeah, water's hard to do well, but it's cool. Yeah, I agree. Avatar probably knows how to do it, but, you know, James Cameron knows everything. <laughs> um, do we have many other points, though? I feel like we've hit a lot. I don't really have anything else know. to I guess up. if we want to kind of close this out, like, what do... Wh- obviously, I think we're all going to agree that we're going to finish the show, and it's... Yeah. At least season one. Who knows if season two will come out? They haven't greenlit a show. One thing I have noticed, I didn't bring this up at the beginning. Amazon is shutting reviews down. What? For the first three yeah. days. Or it's either three days or... S- no, three, 72 hours, same thing. Um, <laughs> where people can... They can't review it or review bomb it. So like on um, IMDb, you can obviously still review it, but it's only critics on... Um, basically, all the platforms, only critics can do reviews because one thing is when the first show came out, two episodes came out, and it got like a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes of like the fan audience score. So Amazon like told all these, they paid all these companies to like have a three day grace period 
which I can understand. I can sort of respect it because, you know, if I'm like, let's say I don't know much about the show and I look and I'm like, ooh, well, the audience doesn't like it. Maybe I should steer clear away from it. Yeah. But it also is just a bad look because you kind of know that fans are not going to be happy with your show. Yeah, it's like you – if you get rid of – it's something they got rid of the downvote count on YouTube videos. Yeah. You yeah. get rid of the downvote. In one sense, you could say like, oh, you're not getting – like you're not you, – we want the rest of the public to at least see it. But no, they're trying to find the best. Yeah. Like we don't have time to watch every single show. The, yeah. the one thing about the for. getting rid of the downvote that I think still works is if you look at – let's say the, the video has like 200,000 views – and you look at the likes, and it's only like around 3,000 to 6,000. You're like, that has a lot of dislikes. I can already tell type of thing. But with reviews, you can't tell because people can lie, and people can hype the show up. One of the things with She-Hulk that I haven't brought up because we're never going to talk about it oh, is no. she-hulk like 35% one-star reviews and like 40% 10-star reviews because people are trying to combat the one-stars, and they're giving it 10-stars, and people are trying to combat the 10-stars, and they're giving it one-stars. It's like, ugh. Oh, we talked about this with Kenobi a lot. People review bomb that show because they didn't like Little Leia and they didn't like Luke. Yeah. And, all, and I'm like, I like Little Leia. I did too. I thought she, she was, was fun, awesome. I, I love really liked the Kenobi show. Oh, I, I I love the last episode especially. Well, if you watch it in one sitting, it is oh, it's so good. I'll send you. Things. I'll try and find it and, and send you the link. Somebody turned it into a two and a half hour movie. Really? It is. First off, it's really good. He added visual effects shots and like he took some of the scene. Okay. Last episode when the lightsabers ignite, it's it's um Duel of the Fates that plays. It is okay, send uh, the link already. Send the link. I'm sorry, you have me Duel of the Fates. So much better. Only issue is uh, because he had to post it on his website, the quality is like maybe 720p. It's not oh, an issue. Okay. I don't know. Getting back on topic of the show though, um, yeah, I don't think any of us hate it. I don't think any of us love it. I would like to say that I'm very open-minded. I've already made up my opinion on a few things, but let me let me tackle episode three as quickly as I can before you guys give your final thoughts. One plot that I didn't like when it came to the one elf and his female uh, human companion, that takes center stage for episode three. There are There's one scene in particular that I could see them getting canceled for because it's really like, hmm, Amazon, I don't know if you should be doing that. Is there a horrifying son in it still? He gets whipped. Oh my goodness! Who yeah. the 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 horrifying man child? No, the elf, chiseled elf. Oh, I'm talking about the Ooh. I'm talking about the the bratty kid with the 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 ten year old kid who looks like he's fifty. He's not in the episode, which is good. <laughs> um, Dang. But that takes center stage, and it's done really well. That's what the that's what the episode ends off is the cliffhanger with his arc, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Gladriel stuff, like I told you in the car, took a screeching halt, r- massive backseat, and then. The um, heart foot one is just whatever. But yeah, I'm excited now knowing that Chiseled Elf, okay. I feel bad I should know his name, is like being set up really well. I'm actually more excited about him than anybody else. Really? Yeah. And you'll okay. see in episode three, Interesting. like I said, he takes the forefront for this episode. Well, I don't know if he takes the forefront, but his plot really drives where the show is about to go for episode four. Um, And it's heartbreaking. Certain things mm. that you get to see that make him who he is kind of like don't go the way you expect and it's kind of like oh that sucks hmm. but yeah i f- as of now i'd maybe give the show like a it's all right to okay nothing has blown my mind um certain moments i'm like that's lord of the rings but a lot of the show i'm like uh this feels like a fan film so hmm. I, for now it's okay but i'm gonna watch the rest obviously we'll do like an end of the season review or something like that but that's my opinion 
Overall, I'm not a huge fan, but there are definitely scenes where I'm like, okay, I appreciated that a good bit. And I, it's left me curious enough to where I will still continue to watch the entirety of the series, however long it lasts. So I'm still going to be a viewer. I'm still going to appreciate what deserves to be appreciated, and I'm still going to ridicule what I think deserves to be ridiculed. I just feel like they had some missed opportunities, like... Peter Jackson approached them and he offered to kind of like help with the script and read some stuff and they turned him away. Really? Yeah. Wait, did they really do that? Yes. Yeah. He sent him Which probably explains why some of the dialogue is ass, but <laughs> it would have been better if you had Peter Jackson so writing some trash. stuff. But I'll say this before you give your point. The dialogue I don't think is bad. It just doesn't feel right. So it's like, bad. Like you write it down, like put it in book form. You're like, oh, that's real intelligent. But then you say it and you're like, Ugh. I don't. I feel like in book form. I feel like in book form, it's really bad because so then it weak. separates. Yeah, eh, maybe it reminds me of Harry Potter dialogue. Good like, on paper. Well, it actually works in Harry Potter. I don't really because like you're Harry talking Potter about dialogue. British people making yeah. stuff that's not smart. King, dissing the British people every chance you get. Well, at least <laughs> yeah, we, we oh, always <laughs> Yeah, well, again, like I said, with British people, it makes sense. I'm Hold sorry on. to our UK viewers. We love you, but no, okay, all right, all right. No, we need to have we need to have a British person on here so they can make fun of us. I, I, I feel like we deserve to be made fun of. I could be a good British person. You want to make fun of me, British British person? Of course. What you gonna do? Throw some oh, grits at me? I would say I'll throw some grits Stab at you, em. but I'm scared because you won't be able to call an ambulance or you'll go bankrupt. Oh no! You got to call hospital. You got to go hospital. See, at the UK, you have to go bankrupt just to get an ambulance. Oh. The only UK I see here is uh, on me asking you if if UK. <laughs> oh, right, the troll is good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Good Quite. fun. Anyways, anyway. you like soccer? <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Yeah. All right, continue oh, no. with your. <laughs> oh, oi, oi! Continue. What you call it, brother? <laughs> we stone that. Continue with your final points or thoughts. Um, that's basically mine. Yeah. Uh, Gage, do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, basically what I said before. I am still going to keep watching because I'm really excited to see what is coming. And I'm really, really like looking at the good side, really hoping they can really do a good job exploring mm-hmm. the different races and what makes Lord of the Rings so cool. But I don't know if they will. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think that's, they're going to lose that. That's yeah. what Lord of the Rings is so cool. I love seeing the dynamic between the dwarves yeah. and the elves and then the orcs and the, yeah. and the dragons. Yeah. Last thing, because we didn't talk about it. Um, I've seen a lot of people hating on the show because of diversity reasons. It's really not that bad. No. Wait, what do you mean? Like, it's not diverse enough? No, people are mad that it is diverse because in Lord oh. of the Rings, it's pretty much all, you know, English people or people from Australia, which isn't an issue. People are upset that it's diverse? Yeah. We live in America, of yeah. all places. But, like, I can understand some reasons, like the elves especially, they're, like, they're supposed to look all the same. But yeah. at the same time, it, it's it hasn't taken me out of it. There's a couple of people that I'm not going to name names that I know that they're they're like done with the show because they're like, well, a dwarf shouldn't look. I'm like, just shut up. It's fine. I I think okay, this we might need a hot take right when the episode ends. But I do think it's kind of a big deal. Like it's fiction; you can do what you want. It is a big deal to have diversity because if you are not a white person, and you're watching a show, and there's never any like non-white people like, there's no one like you it's on the to TV. relate yeah it's like this it's not relatable like, i'm watching this no one's like me like yeah. that's, that's yeah. hard to watch it's yeah that's, that's a fair. good point it's the same one of the um it's sort of like obviously we've been like spoiled because everything is kind of like 
replicated around like characters who, who we are yeah mm-hmm. it's like what i brought up i think it was two weeks ago with bryant why black panther was such a big deal like sure i love black yes. panther he's one of my all-time favorite superheroes but it doesn't mean the same to me as it does other people and i feel like the lord of the Rings show is not necessarily trying to grab new viewers but make people relate to certain characters that maybe they weren't able to relate to in the past yeah, yeah. and, and i'm have, fine with that yeah. yeah we have no idea what it's like to watch love superhero movies like we didn't even like i don't like marvel that much but like, let's i don't know super love superhero movies and every single superhero is white and you're like uh, you know a black kid and then finally you're like oh my goodness like a black superhero yeah like yeah. we have no idea what that was going to mean to us because we have white people we have like white role models all over the place mm-hmm. it's a I big agree. deal yeah yeah it's one of the reasons mm-hmm. certain shows and movies do so well so i guess we'll leave that part of that obviously i don't think we all have any issue no. Before we, I, I actually like you know close it up. Thanks for whatever. I forgot to mention who would we consider our favorite, or maybe top three Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit characters, of like all in time. all of oh, the Lord all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, there's S- too many. Samwise, definitely. Gandalf, he's always he's the one always going around doing stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's why go, so Gandalf more. likes the Hobbit so much. Why? Yeah, because he was like. Yeah. Well, and that <gasps> yo, sense. yo. Like that's why he's so three. close with him. Episode three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, would be my third. I just got that. I do want to say this jokingly as a hot take. Obviously, you, while you're thinking of your third, give it. When it comes to Sam and Frodo, I love Sam because Frodo reminds me so much of Harry Potter in the movies, and no. I don't like Harry I'll, Potter. Oh, I like Frodo, but I don't I love Frodo. Love him. I love Frodo. I like him more in the book. Books than the movie, bro. I fantasized about just being Frodo because I kind of looked like him because I had the brown hair and the blue eyes. I was like, I'm basically Elijah Wood right now, and so I just run around acting like you Frodo. Don't have his blue eyes. We all have blue eyes, don't we? Your Gage's eyes look like, much more yeah. like Elijah Those Woods. Are like husky blue eyes. They're wild. yeah. When you look at husky, him, husky. Like, oh, like the dog. Like the dog. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But no, um, it had to be. I'll be your dog. Ooh. <sighs> I want to say Boromir, but he's not in it a lot. Bark, so I'll bark. go Samwise, you can Gandalf. Pick it if he's not in it. I know, but like I wish he was Aragorn. there more. Wait, no, is I'm he kidding. the? Is he I, the? I actually was going to say Aragorn. Is he, is he but... the bear guy? Who's, who's no Bayorn? Oh, Bayorn. Bayorn is the is the bear guy. Bayorn. I've said Bayorn. I say it the way Gandalf says it. Babe. Who's the Bayorn? He's a skin changer. In the Hobbit. That's yo. Is Bayorn transgender? He's a skin changer. That's true. Skin crawler. Race changer. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, third Bayorn. Um, wow. Bomber. Bomber. Biffer buffer. Bomber. No. Groin, noin, gloin. You know, here, just just come back to me. Okay. I've got those groin. two. Groin. Groin. Groin is groin. my favorite character. Groin, loin. Uh, well, I don't have three. I'm going to go with Samwise. That's fair. Uh, nice. And I'm going to go with Elrond. Elrond. Good take. Ooh. I, okay. Okay, look. As a kid, I was, I like, all right, already now, I, I think I align most with, like, the elves and, like, my day-to-day life. But when, mm-hmm. I, was, when I was, like, a... Um, he thinks he's better than everyone, guys. No, I literally, <laughs> literally, Yo. If we were to go with, like, problems that I'm facing, i do a lot of times. Think, but, <laughs> uh, that's fair, that's fair. That's no, fair. but um, I really, really like the elves, and I think Elrond is really yeah. cool. Um, and then Samwise, for sure, but I, I can't. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to think a little bit more on my third one. Yeah. Oh man, I think I can, I know. See, I'm in the same boat. I can name two. My all my favorite character is Bilbo Baggins. Okay, Bilbo is maybe a hot a take. based opinion. A, a very yeah. based. And I really he's I, always complaining though. I love Martin Freeman a lot. But so it's I fun. it's fun. It's yeah. fun. He's always like, it's I, fun. 
I have to put up with these orcs. Yeah. He's entertaining. Oh, I already know. Oh, I know my third. Okay. Gollum. Go- that's fair. Gollum? Yeah. Gollum. Oh, that's I cool. love yeah. Gollum. So, that's cool. So, Holy cow. For me, I'll make it quick. For Bilbo, I love that he's so stubborn and so one note. And I love, especially in the book, but Suburb, also in the movie, yeah. like when he gets back to the Shire, he's like, oh. I am a completely different person. Yeah, so his character, his story arc is amazing. I, I love, love Bilbo. Twitching, he's like, I love that. <laughs> That's lot. quirky. It's so yeah. funny. I loved it. Um, my second favorite is so obvious and so easy. It's always been like, listen, the, any guy with the really, is, I'm yeah. a sucker for. And I love Dang. that he's he is so one note. But yeah, I he's, think a, he's a little over dramatic sometimes with his dialogue. He's so funny because but, yeah. he's there. He is never Man, like the badass. main character. He's just there oh yeah yeah um and then uh, i'd say sam but you guys already took him so i'm gonna say you can one say thing. him too he's just the best he's based he is very based oh i will say mary and pippin are so underrated oh, these guys mary get little to no love. i love them i think in the oh, second movie especially they, they have a lot so of time much that they don't deserve yeah. yeah okay how about this maybe the better question is is there a character who's actually bad in lord of the rings if you say um, Hobbit, you could say Tarl because she doesn't deserve to exist in that <laughs> world. I Just because, well. yeah. Wow. For Okay, so for me, I'll, I'll make this. My third favorite, and this is a, a very based opinion, um, I would say Thorin Oakenshield. That's I fair. I love yeah. the actor who plays him. He wow. kills it. But I is also, it Richard Armitage? Wow, guys. I think so. I also, no. <laughs> I also love how opposite to Bilbo, he starts the way Bilbo ends, and by the end, he yeah. is just so turned over oh to the dark. Goodness. Can I say Smaug too? I like Smaug. Okay, Smaug is pretty Benedict grand. Cumberbatch is no. the only reason. He was so he's lame in so books. He's so cool. Head. He's getting my third because I actually <sighs> love Smaug because yeah. I didn't... It's a dragon who like is intelligent yeah. and that's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I love that he's... He's like Toothless but cooler. <laughs> yeah, because like Toothless doesn't talk. Yeah. And the ending to Desolation of Smog was literally oh. the best thing it ever. So it's the awesome. best. It's the be- it's best ending of the, the entire cool Lord of the Rings universe. Guns that they have. Imagine I am fire. Oh. I am death. What if they never made the finale? What do you that mean, would have been like. What if Battle of the Five Armies never came out, and that's how it ended? <laughs> You'd be kind of wondering, oh, how do they jump from yeah. that to Lord of the Rings? But like, <laughs> yeah, I have to watch it again. It was so cool, guys. Obviously, we can pull up the scene and watch it. We might yeah. need to do that. Pull it up um, on the big screen. Oh yeah. Speakers. Yeah. Oh, Who would you say is your third? I'm thinking Smog now. No, Just because I already told you this. Like, like I'm I'm gonna be 50 years old and like still love dinosaurs. Like that's well, dinosaurs are epic. Dinosaurs are so freaking cool. But like that's the thing. His whole yeah. I love it when there's just a villain who. He knows he's a villain. That's like my two favorite villains are the cool collected villains who, who, who would say stuff favorites? like, "I am fire, I am death," all that stuff. Yeah. And then like also like the crazy chaotic ones who have like no mm-hmm. like, no impulse control. But yeah, Smaug is like the. I am greater than any living thing. I'm stronger. I'm more powerful, yeah. and yeah. I know it. And that's why I love me gold. Yes, like that is such a cool <sighs> thing. It's yeah. so awesome. He's such a good villain. He's Alpha also male. one of the weakest of dragons. So I, I would love one day to see some of the more insane. Powerful. Dragons. Oh yeah. Um. Obviously, all three of us are dragons. And then there's like other creatures like in the Silmarillion. Like uh, I forget what her name is, but she was like Morgoth. And Morgoth is so cool in Morgoth, the Silmarillion, yeah. but Morgoth we don't is we cool. don't get to see him. Yeah. But like his companion, who's like a spider, who's like five times as big as Sheila or something, but she can also like shapeshift. There's just so many just other different creatures that we haven't <laughs> seen that we could see like Smaug. Yes. That kind of mindset that I really yes. hope maybe the series will, will show us. Hey, but who knows? The money has to go somewhere. It better it go, better go somewhere. Cool, awesome monsters. Like a Balrog? 
The Balrog. Okay. Is the Balrog in that season? Is it episode three? No. I didn't. Okay. I didn't know it was in the show. So when we watched the trailer, and I'm like, uh-huh. and then we saw it, and we were all like, yeah! oh, Balrog's so cool. We yeah. did see it. We all kind of it is that a little bit. It's yeah. one of the coolest designs. I'll say this: Peter Jackson, like when you read the books, like let's say you've never watched the movies, you get a picture in your head, and when you watch the movies, you're like, that is exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. Balrog is one of those things that you don't really know what it looks like, but you see the design, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. that's yeah, got it right. Yeah, oh, so cool. Oh, that's the whole "You Shall Not Pass" scene. Mm-hmm. See, I'm glad we get more Belrog because all we Shut know about it is "You Shall Not Pass." Like that's yeah. Now we're gonna. Learn and apparently, there was a lot of them too. Remember the dwarves? I think it was they dug down so far that they actually. You're discovered right. It. Oh my goodness, this they're gonna find, find it. it, guys. That's so <gasps> cool. That would be awesome. And, and I don't. They never cl- uh, clarified what mountain range they're in, so they could be. In the mountain range. Well, they did. The, they right said downstairs, and all the people. Because they know. said Casa Doom. And Casa Doom, the bridge of Casa Doom, is where the Balrog right. showed up. That is that. that so is that. this right. could, this is probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness, they're gonna find it, guys. That's gonna I've be noticed. really cool. One thing I will say too is, if you watch the trailer, almost all the rest of the trailer is in episode three, which I love. That means a lot of the show is gonna be nice. kind of left open. We've seen a lot of the like finale shots or whatever, but dude, it's gonna be. There's gonna a massacre is coming. I can already. How tell. many episodes are we getting? Nine, a lot so of we have are gonna six die. left. Like you can already tell, because there's such a like utopian place they're living in. Yeah. A huge disaster is gonna befall it's the dwarves. It's the first time we've oh, yeah. actually seen life other than like the oh, Hobbit actually, flashbacks. Yeah, actually, I hate to bring this up. So who's who's the king currently? The dwarf king? Odin. Is his name Odin? In so the show? Yeah. No idea. And who's his son? The son is the one we've been talking to. What's his name? Oh, I don't know the the king's father's name. Okay. Anyway. Um, this, like, if you go back and you hear tales of the old dwarves, this is where everyone dies. Yeah. Like, cause remember he mm-hmm. finds the, the cool opal rock thing. Okay. That reminds me, you know what we need to watch? What do we need to watch? Have you seen the Adam Sandler gem? Uncut gems? Uncut gems. What, by the Deathly Brothers? Have you seen it? Not yet. Good movie. It's on my list. You've seen it. Yeah. We're watching that. Um, movie. yeah. Like the, he found the rock. This is where tragedy, like this is where everyone dies. Yeah. It's like what's like, the, this is it. Yeah. What's the stone in the Hobbit? The Arkenstone. Yes, I love that the dwarves, that's what he found because the dwarves are so obsessed with this stuff. That's what I like about the show so far is they're not obsessed with the gold and stuff because they haven't got that. They haven't got there yet. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're gonna start getting sucked in by these little things. And obviously, when the rings finally come into the show and the dwarves got five, I believe. I think they got five because they got three, five rings. Three went to the elves. I think five went to them. Because the men nine got, got nine <laughs> rings, yeah, and then obviously Sauron had his. Regardless, like they're gonna be hooked on this. Oh, definitely. I yeah. think I'm actually more excited about the show now that we're talking about. You this. know, because <laughs> I'm putting the pieces together. Everything happens. Yeah, like we're gonna go through everything. Mm-hmm. And what I also love is that the, you know how individual characters like humans they have character development mm-hmm. because the races kind of act as one person, like one personality point. They kind yeah. of go through character development at, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's one of the reasons why I don't like it when there's that one, like the one, like who's the one girl who's like, I don't want to just stay here. I want to go on my own. Eowyn, Nora, Nori. Yeah, in your plot that you don't like. That's dumb because you're supposed to act together. But the elves have the character development of not running away from everything. The The elves always run away. They always turn their back. The point of Nori, though, is to set up the the get-go of Frodo and Bilbo, where like all of the, at, at one point, all of the hobbits have wondered this, but no one's ever acted on it. She's going to act on it, which I think is fine, but it just sets into motion that hobbits are, they do think more than you expect. 
but they're home like they're home buddies. That's yeah. their deal. Yeah. They don't which, go and explore. Yeah. Stoners. Like which by, is, as a collective, they yeah. don't go out and do that. Yeah. Which is why one of the coolest lines in the entirety of the series is when Frodo gets past the farm and Sam just is standing there and he's like, What are you doing? And he goes, I have never he said, If I take one more step, that's the furthest I've ever been. Yeah. And like it doesn't really hit. But yeah. The show's really setting that into motion. We, oh, yeah. Dude, I know I'm so pumped for this show <laughs> yeah, that we're talking for the show. about it. Yeah. Also, the a really cool element which you don't really see in Lord of the Rings because you're always just focused on the One Ring is like, like you were saying, there's so many other rings, and the show is literally called Rings of Power. At some, some point, cool we're gonna get stuff. some cool rings. We're getting some cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, and we'll cannot wait. See how the One Ring ends up like taking all the rest okay. of the abilities and all that. We're gonna be real here, because this level of excitement is the level of excitement I had when I saw the trailer. And yeah. We we're let down. This might, might not be okay. as good as we wanted to okay. be. Here's Maybe the, not. This is just season not. one. Not, most everything that we're hi- theorizing and hyping is going to be a lot later. It, yeah. A lot later. Man, the yeah. benefit, though, that's what I was about to say a minute ago that I forgot about, is we know about these events, but we don't know when they happen. So it could be like a random episode in the middle of season three, and we're like, okay. And then we're like, wait a minute. This is that one subtle detail. Oh, right. Dude, so many cool things. Yeah. I, see, I love it when I love it. I love backstory stuff. Sort of I love like it so much. In the Hobbit yeah. in the book, there's just one line of Gandalf left because he went to the old gold door with Radagast the Brown. You're like, what? But and the actual, we're going to get into that shows what happened, which I know a lot of people didn't like. I thought it was, fine I loved all gold door. Really set up the Lord. So of cool. Yeah. Even more. That is so cool. Um, but this show is going to be a lot of those little subtle <sighs> moments like that. But yeah, I'm remembering how much I love the movies. <laughs> I adore. Can we go all watch the movies. the movies now? I adore all six movies. Oh. Um, I wait. What was I gonna say? Elf six. Oh yeah, I was gonna say canonically, when does Smaug take his place in the in the, in the mountain? He's not. Because mm, that won't be in the I, show. Was, I say I think that's a lot later. Yeah, he yeah. does that. Well, like, kind of. Think well, Smaug will show up? No. I don't think so. I think he's a lot Heck later because he was a super young dragon and the yeah. Erebor and stuff. We might see some other dragons though. We already have, so we're gonna see some more. Wait, we have? Yeah, and this where the eagle gets killed, it got killed by a dragon. Oh, you're right, but that wasn't in the show, though. That was just yeah, like, like, by the way, there's a war happening. I want to see more of those dragons that uh, the Witch King and some of the Nazgul were riding on. Yeah, like they were like the snake dragons. dragon thingies. I was playing God of War. Do you guys know God of War? Yeah, yeah. So I, I absolutely adore Norse mythology. I've read every, Same. I I've read cool. every original text, like obviously translated, that there is to read about Norse mythology, like literally. Really. Yeah, yes. Favorite God. Dang. Favorite God? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of, really unrelated. Did you guys know that Jesus was supposed to appear in Thor Love and Thunder? You know the scene with all of the gods? Yeah, Remember and the they had the carpentry. carpentry. I God? haven't seen I haven't Christ. seen Love yeah. and Thunder. And Kevin Feige mm. was like it's not worth it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold hold the freaking And phone. Satan was supposed to be in that. And who? Satan was? Jesus Christ was supposed to be in Thor Marvel yeah, so Thor. Was, so was Satan. What? Yeah. Well, how do they make an appearance? That's a whole different thing. Thor Kevin, meets other gods. Kevin Feige shut. No, not not one. Maybe like two thousand. Yeah. Well, he meets gods. like other religion gods. Oh yeah. That is the absolute dumbest idea. Wait till you watch it. You're because people to, like, are of different religions. People are going to be like Hindu. Like, why are all my gods here? Uh, they are. The yeah. only ones that were not touched was like uh, actual Christianity. That's so dumb. Which, look, I understand, yeah. but if you're going to shut those ones down, you have to shut them all down. can't believe Jesus Christ was almost in Thor. I mean, he technically was. Okay. I'll the guard mentioned. Of Cr- yeah. I, we were, you remember the whole like, the hedgehog universe or whatever? Yes. Mm-hmm. We are definitely in that if Jesus Christ <laughs> is in Thor. Like, we are in that. <laughs> Oh my That's goodness. True. It's like the Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that's that's true. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I cannot believe this. I guess ending it off. <laughs> Wait, you didn't tell us your favorite Norse god. Oh. Loki. Hmm. I might have to go actually with Odin, and I have a lot of reasons for that, not just because he's top G. I'd say Heimdall because he literally hung true. himself on the world tree just so he can gain wisdom of the dead. His, really? His life goal, he's based? His life goal is learn as much wisdom as he can. So a Kardashian, pretty much. I'm going to stop. It's not <laughs> yeah, how they're going to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The Kardashians watch this show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I don't know, but apparently she does like a lot of diarrhea or whatever. That According to Kanye, what was the, the tweet again that Kanye made about Yeah, he him? just goes... Kim has a lot of. He says he said it weird. He said like, like has an a unnatural lot of amount of diarrhea. And he or goes a lot more than the normal person. <laughs> person. And then uh. she said, "Can you stop screenshotting our texts and posting them?" And then he goes something about like I can do whatever I want. And then screenshot <laughs> it. And it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I would love to get him on the podcast. Kanye? Yeah, one of the that would Kanye. that would Did blow you see us his, up. His Instagram. He already deleted the post. I think it was when the Queen died. R.I.P. the G. Um, <laughs> he said that he said life's too precious. I like made amends with everybody. I'm like, dude, night. One week from now, he's gonna be screenshotting some. <laughs> my screenshot with the queen before she left. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can never predict what he's gonna do yeah. next. I guess. Yeah. I guess if we're gonna leave it on that, is there anything else we feel like we have to say? I think we've hit everything. We're yeah. more excited about the show now than we were. We are. We hyped it up in our minds. But yeah. I think what we've transitioned from viewing it as a movie with good writing and viewing it to a movie that we love because we love Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. We just have to come to terms with that. Yeah. Because, uh, wow, the writing, the dialogue, man. It's rough. What is going yeah. on? Yeah. You said it right. It's Marvel dialogue. Yep. Bring in Peter Jackson. I feel Please. like Aragorn's going to come and be like, did I miss something? Something <laughs> like that. Like that's going to happen. Hey, yo. Yeah. Something of that nature. But anyway. That sounded a lot better or just, in my head. Or just throw just a throwback line that he already said before them, like, then I shall die as one of them, or something. And it's just a complete throwback. There's I don't an know. imposter among us. Oh, that, that was my favorite Aragorn quote, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. Anyway, I guess leaving it, leaving it on that. Suspicious. Is, this has been a suspicious episode. Again, RIP the real one. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Oh we're my gonna, goodness, oh, the gonna, real one. We're gonna lose our British followers. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, though. <laughs> no, we have nothing but respect for it, according to the yeah, show. We have nothing but respect. We hate you guys. With all of that being said, no, I'm Jaden. I'm Mike. We'll at least our school. <laughs> <laughs> and this anyway, is Gage. This is Gage, you wagey. Yeah, and we will catch you guys sometime next week. Take Thanks. Care. Welcome back to week three of waiting for Zach to respond to our follower request. <laughs> we forgot to do this in here. So before the episode ends, uh, Zach. What the hell, man? Dear Zach. Um, Is Zach supposed to be on the show? No. He's supposed to accept my request yeah, to Zach, follow him on it, Instagram. It has been a What month. the hell, Zach? Who's Zach? Please. <laughs> Who's Zach? Zaddy. Zaddy. It has been <laughs> oh, that one, really answers some questions. It has been one month. Three episodes of us asking, Ben, you have done nothing to help us. And what I know you, you listen to some of these episodes. It proves that you don't listen to them in full. Zach, Ooh. I know you don't love us. That's fine. We Ooh. love you. Just let us show our love to you. Yeah. Gee, dang it. There's only two things in life <laughs> we want to do. Well, the first thing, we would like to hug you, and then we would like to f- 